Welcome back to Montante's World, episode 87. I am joined with none other than Robert Vincent III. How is it going, my friend? It's going well. It's going good, Montante. Glad to be on the show. Absolutely. I, I don't have uh, kids yet, but you just taught me a very uh, valuable, 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 I don't know what that word means, um, parenting lesson. Preach up. Yeah. Don't feed your kids too much because what happens? Yeah, they throw up. It's good times. They throw mm-hmm. up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <coughs> I think uh-huh. some of us could uh, start incorporating throwing up into our daily schedules, us fat fucks, like me, myself, and Danny from Bill Ricca. What a fat <laughs> piece of shit that guy's become, huh? So let's dive right into him. Um, so that's how you kind of got introduced into this world. Just everyone knows Danny. What's the best story that uh, maybe that he doesn't tell uh, to people, but that you know that just you know kind of sums him up uh, in a whole? Oh, easy. So this is probably the classic one because it sums up <coughs> pretty much sums up everything. So in two in two thousand nine, um, there's a weekend basically. We were going out in Boston. Uh, his grandmother's his grandmother had a um, birthday party the next day, and I had tickets to the Pats game on Sunday. Uh, Danny, okay. I was going with another friend, whatever. So it was a pretty epic weekend. Went out to um, Beacon Hill Pub. Great time, great time. Couldn't ask for anything more. Walked over to Monica's, got pizza. I tried to pay with $5. Eh, you know, inflation, what are you going to do? Really didn't, you know, someone said, Robbie V, what are you doing? Like, ridiculousness. He's like, it's <laughs> North End pizza's a little bit more than five bucks. It's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and, I, and I took it on the chin. Wait, I, you you know, tried to pay for a whole pizza with $5? Well, I offered $5. I said, this 2009? Oh, yeah. It was pretty fun. Oh, I was hammering. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> I was say, Jesus, maybe you're back in like the speakeasy days. All right, sorry, Gary. Oh, no, no, no. So, huh? Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, Speaking of, yeah, I mean, I it. it's good. It's a good pod. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. So then, um, next day, I wake up. Which we went back, eat, eat pizza. Next day, I wake up. So, um, in Boston, basically, uh, it's none like, and it still is. Is one of the best parking lots you can go to is uh, Post Office Square. Great parking lot. Um, it's nine dollars basically from um, what is it on the weekends? It's a and bargain. yeah, it's bargain nine. You know, you're not gonna, you're not paying much. It's a little bit of a walk, a little bit of a cab, but whatever. Yeah. So we walk back and um, <coughs> everything's going normally. So I drove a uh, 2004 Taurus and um, driving along. Basically, you take a right on to um, school, not School Street. I forget what doesn't matter. Um, I forget what street, Milk Street. Go down Milk Street, take another Milk right. Street? There's not a street yeah. in Boston, Milk Street. Yes, there is because Coogan's and um, a bunch of other bars are on Milk Street. Carry on. I'm going to look into this as you keep yeah. carrying on your story. That's insane. So basically, there um, that's awesome. yeah, there is. Yeah, what is that the worst name of the street ever? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I don't mean to really carry on. Uh, so then basically, go through a couple stoplights and um, put on some music, and it was pretty quiet. So I was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, we're all hungover, we're all tired, whatever. So in the left corner of my eye, I kind of noticed there's a construction crew, a bunch of cops, you know, Boston PD. It's like, I think it's like 9 30 at this point. I look over, you know. A bunch of cops, fire department. Right, we're right, basically a block from the fire department. So there's pl- police everywhere. I'm about to. We basically hit the red light. And I'm about to go, or it was 30 seconds from going. All of a sudden, I hear ding, 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 and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> All of a sudden, I see Danny and Barrega fucking puking out of my car. So I'm oh. just like, <clears throat> so basically, like you gotta put this in perspective. It's 9:30 in the morning. Like it looks suspect to begin with. Yeah, and not only that, there's enough Boston police. Like whatever. So basically, I drive down. 
I'm like, dude. And he's just like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, fine. Did he get out the window? Yeah, he got it out the window. Well, we're getting to that. So then freaking get out the window. Go to the next one. Same situation. It's at Montante. The the same situation as the next next lights to the highway. Yeah. So same situation. This is what? what, Egg Boulevard? Or what what street is this? (laughs) No, this is on... um, I forget what it's not. It's over by South Station. Lycos Corner. Okay, yeah, I can't go over Milk Street. Lycos Corner. <laughs> so all of a sudden, basically, same, same, basic, same situation. Construction everywhere, cops everywhere. And I'm like, we just gotta get home. Like, you know, we have this freaking grandmother. We gotta, we gotta attend this party. We gotta do all this. You know, it's might be the last one she ever has. Danny, get it together. Yeah, exactly. So basically, get on the highway. I'm going on the highway. All of a sudden, I hear, I just see him unlock, like, roll down my window. And at this point, we're basically going um, by South Bay. And I'll never forget this. Pukes out the window. All of a sudden, I, I look in the corner of my eye, and oh. I go, and I go, what the? F-? And all of a sudden, I see this whole thing just go shooting. And I'm just like, all right. And all of a sudden, he looks at me. He's like, Robbie V, where's your napkins? I'm like, what? Oh. And he's like, Robbie V, you don't have fucking napkins? He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm like, dude. I don't have napkins, Big Saw. Like, sorry. He's just like, Robbie V. And all of a sudden, it's like, get it together, man. I'm like, dude, I'm not the one puking outside the window. Like, so basically, Montante did about 85, a whole way, basically the whole way to Dorchester. And basically, in Dorchester, there's a Walgreens. So I didn't even say a word. I just walked in. I'm like, this, we just need ginger ale fucking water. And at this point, we need paper towels. So I walk in. So I walk in, right? And I'm like, you know, I just, you know, do it. And um, it just looks like he, I just give him a ginger, give him a paper towels, and he goes, "Yeah, sorry about that back there." Yeah, <laughs> what a line that is! Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, that's, but, that's, that's, sorry about that. No, but the funny thing is, and I always remember this because we both look at each other, and I go, "Dude," I go, "What a morning!" So then I look at my side of my car because I got to drop him off at his parents. My side, of, side of my fucking car is caked, caked in fucking puke, caked. Oh. So all of a sudden, I look at him. He looks at me and he goes, "Where the fuck are we gonna? How are we gonna deal with this?" And I go, oh. and "It took me about. I just, I literally just like sat up, leaned up against my car, and I go, I got an idea. And I go, there's a freaking Hess by, you know, so there's a Hess station by North Quincy. They have a squeegee. I know this for a fact." I said, I'm not buying a fucking drop of gas, but I'll just use the squeegee. Yeah, it's a bitch move, but whatever. I'll just deal with it. So we go in. You actually offered the head station 25 cents for a full uh, fill. I'm not fucking offer anything. I drove in. I drove in. I'm like, I was going based off your pizza offer from the night before. No, not at all. Not at all. I drove in, and all of a sudden, the guy's like, I park in the most far flipping thing I can possibly find. Because like it's like six, it's like five rows. Start squeegeeing the shit out of the car as fast as possible. All of a sudden, the guy's about to come out. I'm like, "Fuck this!" Go whoosh, 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 whoosh. All of a sudden, just hop in in the four in the in four tars. We were gone. We just like rolled right through Quincy, rolled right through everything, fast as possible. Because at this point, it's like ten thirty. So I I just look at him. I'm like, "Well, this has been an interesting morning." So we get to his so we get to his parents' house. You know, both all ginger ales and all that stuff are done. You know, water's, you know, finally drank, finally a little bit with it's with society. So we roll up and I look at the side of my car, it's you know, it's fine. It gets out and he looks at me and he goes, just look taps his iPhone and goes, Well, 
this has been a fun morning. See you in two hours. <laughs> there we go. So I drive to my parents. Luckily, they were gone. How close are your his parents to your parents? So at this point, dude, they're about three miles. Because okay. um, we lived on. Um, you guys went to the same high school? No, he went to BC High, and I went to. Um, I did two years at Hingham High, and then I did. Um, I did two years at Chapel Hill because Hingham High just wasn't for me. Just you know, in BC, and he's probably better. And we've both talked about this a lot. Is that yeah. we're we're both very lucky we got out of Hingham High just because it definitely we would probably both of us. I can speak for that. We both both wouldn't be the people we are today probably without it. You know, we just needed to get out. Was it a tough school? No, dude. Hingham High at the time, it's like Hingham's definitely on the upper echelon of like incomes in South Shore. So uh, a lot okay. of a lot of bullying and a lot of a lot of that stuff. And if you definitely weren't in the in click, I mean, the, a couple of years after we left, they actually had a climate committee that came in and they um they really cleaned up a lot of that. And I knew that because my sister and and, and Sully's brother. Uh, they basically made it so that um. They knew that bullying was an issue, and they really um, a lot of the stu- a lot of the classes after us were actually really cool, and there were good people. And not that we didn't have our good people, but there was a couple bad. There was a lot of bad apples. But you know, you really can't hold a grudge, man. You're just like whatever. I mean, it is what it is. You know. So you and Sully were in the same clique in high school. Yeah, we were all with it. We um, yeah. I mean, we were in that. We weren't like the popular kids by any stretch, but we became big friends in grade. We became friends in grade school, and then. As the years went by, we always we were just came closer. I mean, a lot of people look at it like you know, like in high school and then in college, you know, we used to visit him and we'd always call each other. I mean, if you know, and thank God, freaking, he threw away half his cell phones because I mean, some of the drunken messages I left were just absolutely out of control. I mean, he never you never know, on Charlie, so you, you have yeah, you have that on him. Where'd you? So he went to the Naval Academy where he got familiar with a bunch of his uh. Cadets, I'll put that uh, very well. Well, he went to, well, he went to oh. Georgetown first. He went to Georgetown. Yeah, but he, that's the thing, Montana. He would never tell you that because that's the type of person he is, bro. That's not very about. Impressive. I know, but that's the thing, man. He would never tell you that. No, never. So and that's he graduate from Georgetown, or did he? Yeah. Um, what yeah, he, he graduated from Georgetown. Yeah. What's he doing in sales? In the current day, dude, he loves. I mean, dude, he's great at it. I mean, that is, that is, I would have had that not even on my gambling board odds wise. That is shocking. Georgetown is like an Ivy League school. I know it's quite literally not, but it's right up there. So where, where did you end up going to school? Oh, dude, I would not an Ivy League school. I went to Curry College. I mean, Jesus. Curry? Why have I heard of that? <laughs> Curry. Probably, no, probably I, know the I, I know it. Are, are the school colors uh, purple and yellow? Uh, it's purple and white, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I went to school with a kid who uh, played D3 football. At Curry yeah. College, yeah, it was um, Curry made the news for all the wrong reasons. As well, I like it was a big thing. <laughs> so, my senior year, I'll never forget this. I wake up, and someone goes, and someone, and like, someone called me up, and they're like, "Yo, you want dunks?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Do you owe me something?" He's like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "You bought my entrance into the Curry Pub last night." And then he looked at me. He's like, "Rob, what the fuck is wrong with you sometimes, dude?" He's like, "You're just in another world." I'm like, "Dude, it's the Bruins. It's playoff season." So he's like, "Yeah, I'll roll by. I'll pick you up. Whatever." So we go out. There's a camera. There's three camera crews, and there's a freaking um, SUV in the pool across the street. This kid did a um, break stand at like three o'clock in the morning with his buddies. He wasn't drunk. And this is this is what's sad. And he went into the pool across the way, and they were had like live reporting. 
of course, they like you know they, they tried to stop us. I was like, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I need I need this to get to class. Like, I, I don't need to talk to you. Like, I'm trying to graduate here, and not be on like WBZ news. Was no. Curry a big? Was that was like a big party school? Uh, yeah. It, How many students are enrolled was, when you were there? It was like sixteen hundred to two thousand. It was a big party school because oh. a lot of the a lot of the kids never didn't use it. Like, there's a lot of good yeah. resources at Curry. And what and the problem was is that like a lot of the kids were like knuckleheads and you know Yeah. And and, and the thing is, man, is like and you know this, like, dude, you can you can do the crime, but you gotta pay the time. And a lot of paying the time to Curry was sleeping through class. And you gotta Where is where is Curry? Oh, it's Milton. It's Milton on one thirty eight. Really? Okay. Okay. <coughs> yeah, yeah this this kid too is such a this kid played freshman football and then never played again. Like, yeah, I'm playing college fo- Chris uh, Chris. So like, yeah, I'm playing college football at uh, Curry. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then yeah. that's the only time I've heard of that school. But uh, yeah, shout out to Chris Friedel, uh, all-time goofball uh, weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chris Friedel. So would you say that uh, your boy Danny is your number one foxhole guy for you? Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know question. Because, you know, it's like, I'm trying to think of how to put it. It's a life skill to know when it's an all go. It is. Yeah. No, it is. And and not and not too many people understand that. Or even try to. I always remember on the train when I was coming home from Boston and I was listening to these two kids talk about friendship. And the kid look and the kid looked at his friend and he said, if someone can't do something for me or get me in somewhere, he's like, I don't need to be his friend. It's good and advice, boy. <laughs> not at all. But you <laughs> need people you need people in life. Well, how, only, how different is that? Is the mindset between two generations, right? It is two. Oh, it's, it's a big difference. What, what you're talking about right now, there's two totally different no. things. And it's like there's just some times when you get calls, and when you get, and when you call someone, and they know, like I gotta pick up. Like yeah. if I, like in, or if I gotta be somewhere, it's that simple. Yeah. Like anytime I've ever needed that kid, he's been there for me. And anytime he's never, you know, he's made the call. It's yeah. not even a question. You just do it. You stop, and you need to do what you need to do. That's because a how far are you guys right now from each other? Probably an hour, 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 yeah. like speeding. And, and then how, how um how close are your kids in age? Uh, literally, like God, Max is I think two now. So Victoria, it's like yeah, it's about sixteen month difference. I think off the top of my head. You guys got to get these kids together in high school. So you guys got to meet somewhere. One of you guys has to move. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, Massachusetts real estate market's real rough right now. You know, every real estate. Who 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 lives in a nicer town? Georgetown boy or you? They're both the same. Bill Are Ricca they? and oh yeah, you kidding me? There's we no have, difference. There's no have, difference between Bill Ricca and Wayne. There's no way. We have to. Uh, oh, actually, know both those towns. Uh, we have to reunite reunite you guys. That'd be unbelievable. Have you guys down the street from each other like old days? Oh god, have little rascals. I don't think we'd survive. Together. No, <laughs> listen, you guys survived this far. You might as well. Uh, <laughs> Get the crew back together. I know. Uh, talking about it. Well, the other thing too is like I want to get into something that you. It, I mean, this is a niche topic for you, by the way. Yeah. The mid nineties Marlins. Oh. <laughs> this this piqued my interest big time. So obviously we know that they had a great run uh, between Dontrell Willis, yeah, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Who's the who's the the hard the hard throwing catcher behind the plate? Yvonne Charles Pudge? Johnson. Charles oh, Johnson. Oh, was it, oh, that was Charles, Charles Johnson. Yeah, Charles, Charles Johnson was the only. He was like the only catcher who could, from his knees, I think it was throwing. Yeah, 
throw it. You could throw it over. Before we get into it, what was the 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 time between becoming an expansion team and winning a World Series? At least three years. I know that for a fact. At least three or four years because the Marlins went on that spending spree. I think it was ninety. Off the top of my head, I think it was ninety six or ninety seven. And they got you know they got that guy Alex Fernandez. They got Dennis. I think it was Dennis Cook. They, excuse me. They had Gary Sheffield. They had um they had Conine Renteria. He was. I mean, he didn't have the bat he did now, but or did. And then they had um who else? Oh damn! Oh, they had Kevin Brown. God help him. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And of course, you know, God bless his soul, Levon Hernandez, and you know, throwing up to Eric Gregg for calling the worst game ever of all time. In game, I think it was game five or game six of the ALC. No, today, that was unreal. Oh, did, did you? If you ever watched, yeah, criminal for being honest. What? Almost, almost criminal for being honest. Like it, it seems so suspect nowadays. Have you ever sat back and watched the YouTube videos of how bad those calls were? I saw it's, something the other day on Twitter. It was, it was like a ninety-second clip of one game. It was like game six of something. It was and game. Then, it had to have been game six of. Um, yeah, and, and he was. It was just there were some calls where the ball is six inches off the plate and low, and he's calling. He's punching people out. It was unbelievable. I always remember Fred McGriff. He said that he took the um, the game. Yeah, it was the game-winning strike three down the middle of the opposing opposing batter's box. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> some of the clips I've seen that may that may uh, check out. But if, if so, if those mid mid nineties uh, Marlins teams, if they have a different owner. If the Steinbrenners own those nineties Marlins teams, how many titles do they have today? Well, they don't break up the first team, so at least I think they'd at least have two. At least, I mean, that's on the low low end of it. Yeah, that's just the low end of it because the Yankees teams are coming up. Because 96, 96 Yankees are unbelievable. It pays me to say that because I am a Red Sox fan. Yeah, and oh. I think about those uh, those Marlin teams. They do it every like eight years. I mean, they've done it a couple times in my lifetime where they just two thousand three. They win, they win, and then they get rid of people, and then they build up the right way, and then they do it again, and they break the team down. And I mean, there's not too much of a clamoring for baseball in South Florida. I don't think. I mean, I know they no, not at all have it, but. I mean, it's just different than being being around here. But I always wonder what could have been with those those uh, Marlin teams um, if they actually had competent owners that actually really wanted to win and not just make a quick buck. Um, so, is Miguel Cabrera a top 20 player of all time? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if he ever got his head on straight and didn't drink? Was he a big Seriously. loser? I'm pretty sure he was. was it, it, wasn't Miguel Cabrera the one who got – Trying to remember, I know he was for Detroit. I I, I know there was someone yeah. from Detroit who got who came who showed up wasted to the game, and he and he got help or something. I'm pretty sure it was Cabrera. I could have sure. He just yeah, he just been a, a professional fucking hitter my whole life. Look, I'm 30 years old. I don't remember a time watching baseball where Miguel Cabrera wasn't hitting in the middle of the lineup. No, I know he was so good. I'm pretty. He's one of those guys, though, man. Like if. You know, you wonder if he would just lay it off the sauce. He'd be, you know, he'd be okay. He, what he would have done, you know. I mean, he still had a great, people, great career. He still had a great career, but you just wonder. It's like Mantle. You ever wonder if he actually had his head on straight? What would have happened? Who? Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle oh, used to drink like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he I mean, was, his numbers yeah. are freaking phenomenal, man. But I mean, what, what could they have been if he just didn't drink yeah, or didn't was, get fucking sh- canned every night? Respect, and if you, and if you really want, and if you really want to go down that road. Dude, Dwight Gooden. Oh, Hernandez? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Did everything. Oh, dude, Dwight, Dwight Gooden. 
I mean, yeah. I remember it was when I was like eight or nine. It, you know, we used to get WROR for cable. And I used to try to watch the starts. I mean, as much as I could, as much as I remembered for being eight or yeah, nine. I've heard, yeah, yeah. Doc Gooden was him and him and uh, what's his name? Um, I don't want to say the other black guy because I could come off as wrong with people who want to paint me in a oh, for the pit, for strawberry. Yeah, there you for, go. Doc, yes, yeah, Dale, Dale Strawberry. Strawberry has such a good swing. God. Those teams, those Met teams, criminally. They honestly, honest, honest to God, they probably should not have won the 86. Um, but they should have won a couple of World Series after that, but they were such degenerates, man. I know. I was, you know, reading the um, – the, there was a Sports Illustrated thing, and they, they did a piece on them. I think it was like 93, 94, because that's when I started getting it. I mean, some of the stuff they were doing was just crazy. Yeah, my pitching coach in high school was Bobby Ojeda. Oh, really? Yeah, and he God, told he must me, have some tales. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, but the, the, the craziest thing he ever said to me was, um, I guess he should have died. I don't know if this is before or after the Mets, but they were all fucked up on blow and uh, booze in the one of the Great Lakes, and the boat crashed, and a couple of his teammates died. Do <laughs> you remember hearing that? Not off the top of my head, but that's... I think it's when he's on the Indians, or I'm sorry, the Guardians now, that whatever they call them. Yeah, Guardians. And I was like, how did you survive? Did you see it? He was like, no, he's like, just so fucked up. I was passed out. Yeah, I think two or three of his teammates passed away. And he was like, yeah, he's like, he learned that on the on the mess. Like, there's that was just the culture back then. That's awful. Fucking I mean, such a different yeah, Pete mid eighties to early nineties was I feel like that's when addiction was just kind of accepted and just peak in culture. You also couldn't get you also could get away with it because there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was sure. none of that. Oh, oh, forget about it. If they had social media back in the day, that would be curbed immediately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like people always talk about I remember when Stephen A. Smith wrote that article about Alan Iverson about how it was like people thought he was gonna die or not, you know, it was that it wasn't a hit piece, but it was just like people were concerned and all that crap. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking to myself, like, look, the guy got thrown out of freaking of a casino in Detroit. And it was during the biggest economic crisis we've ever had. Like, how the like if you if that's really like happening, chances are the guy's got a gambling problem. Like, you know, I'm yeah. not I'm not Dr. Rob V over here, but for I've God's never, sake, I've never actually heard of that story. I'll, I'll look into. It. I just know about when I think about him off the court. You obviously think about the um the saga with him and the uh, what was it, the bowling alley incident? Oh, in Virginia Tech. Every year when he went to Georgetown, he, he Which was, yeah, at Virginia, he was yeah. in Hampton, Virginia, and he got into a huge racial incident in a fucking bowling alley. But he got into uh, Georgia Tech to uh, attend class with Mr. Danny from Bill Ricca. Who, uh, did they, those two stars align? No, no, Danny's a little younger, I think. Yeah, no, he would, no, those, those stars didn't align because I went to a Georgetown game once down there and they lost to Rucker. So I can tell you right now, those Ooh. stars did not align. Yeah, but. no, Alonzo Morning and, uh, him, we're definitely not there if you're losing to Rutgers. That is, oh, Quincy Doobie might have been on that team though. Quincy Doobie could play back in the day. Trying to remember who was on that team. What oh, year was Sweeney? It? it was Sweeney or something in 2001, 2002. That might have been a Quincy Doobie led team. That, that, uh, huh. Yeah. I'm actually going to look into that after this game. So, um, we're, we're on sports a little bit. So, if I was a coach of a talent firm, this is obviously a make believe yeah. world. And I come yeah. to a, a, I come to a GVE practice and I'm recruiting guys. Um, and I'm asking, I'm going to ask you questions on four profiles and four of your, who of your players here. Give me quick, be honest with me. Doesn't have to yeah. be a good review, but just give me a summary of these four characters. Um, what's the deal with this Chuck Wagon guy? Chuck Wagon. You know, Chuck Wagon is who he is, and that's such a play out line. But Chuck Wagon is truly his own man. He's going to do what he wants to do, and he don't give a fuck. 
Okay. He comes on, you know, I mean, seriously, he comes on the show, he says what he wants to say, and if he, if you have a problem with it, I mean, let's call one-on-one, I mean, he has no problem speaking his mind, and you can say what you want about him and some of the stuff he says, but at least he's honest, and you always know where you stand with him. I'm looking at my notes here on Chuck Wagon. It looks like he got, uh, a couple months ago, he got bodied by a little five-foot Australian guy, Matters. Yeah, Matters, I know. It is true. Oh, jeez. But, you know... As the old saying goes, you know, he's, he's been slow and steady on the upside ever since. You know, what are you going to do? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll take that into uh, consideration. Yeah, that was an ugly scene what happened with him and uh, it's also the end of, It was a heck of a way to end the 420 show, though. You know? Yeah, I mean, they went, they went out with a bang. Um, yeah, it did, you know. My next guy I got questions about. What's up with this Dr. Vodka guy? I know. It's a tough. I like vodka, man. I do. I feel bad for everything that he's going through. I mean, you know, with I don't I mean, you know, with everything that's going on in his life right now, he's I always had, he's had my back, and that's you know, and that's all I can say. And I've always liked being on with on the stream with him. Yeah, I mean, he sometimes he yells a lot, but that's okay. We all yell a lot. Yeah, you know? he yells loud. Is wrong. I we, me and uh, <laughs> Vision and Dave experienced this like three weeks ago. He was just screaming. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to say he was wrong, but I respect that. I, I do that myself. So yeah, well, well, like, you going through something right now? Yeah, I think. Uh, hold on, not to get into it too much, but no, he, no. What do you have into his laptop, real quick? No, did you okay. see that in the private chat? Oh, yeah. Let's see here. He just came out. Whoa, whoa. Well, hey, no, he, no, he's. I mean, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I see a gay joke about him. Don't know how doing this. Doctor Vaca, who is uh, what where he is right now. If it works, he might be uh, Doctor Seltzer coming out. Uh, what yeah, about I don't this know. third guy here? Uh, this one is. I don't know if you want any part of him on our our talent search here, but Jay's man. Oh, Jay, 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 Jay. <laughs> Uh, God, look at you doing mental circles right here, not trying to bury this kid. Bury away, man. Uh, no, he's the most polarizing figure in GVE, no doubt about it. It definitely is not the most loyal. Anyway, what do you think? It's funny. I don't, I, you know, it's not funny, but he's so freaking polarizing. I mean, how people feel about him is literally like, you know, like Trump and whatnot. I mean, it's just crazy. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Jay sometimes. Sometimes he tries to be buddy buddy with people. Next day, next thing you know, I mean, look at look at him and Chuck Wagon. I mean, like Chuck Wagon, you know, I think it was a week ago, Wagon was yelling at Jay. He's like, you're not acting like my friend. And then Jay's yelling at him. And Oh, I, I missed mean, this. I actually wish I Yeah, I think it was like, I think it was when, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. You know, I don't know what to make of Jay. He's a chameleon, wears many hats. You know, he put his weed plant up during the Northeastern. I always remember that. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, that's very generous. You call that a weed plant. Uh, well, you know, whatever it was. Bringing endorsement there for Jay, which I appreciate because I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Um, well, that's been well documented, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I asked him kindly the other day to kill himself. Um, and I'm anti-suicide. One of my best friends killed himself. But when it comes oh, to Jay, do yourself a favor. Absolutely kill yourself. I fully endorse that. What's up with this guy uh, up north, B.A.? Tell me a little bit about this guy. I like beer. 
you know, for a couple of reasons. BA obviously is a, is a good dude. Let's it all hang out, you know? I mean, I, hey, look, you know, I always appreciate a good freaking, you know, I'm, you know, BA here, mo you know, movie. I, w I appreciated that because I was up at 630 with Victoria. Yeah, you know, he was still up. He was still up. <clears throat> Actually, he was, and I have to admit, you know, I thought it was an MVP move that, that he made a freaking movie. Yeah. That he made a movie at 620 documenting his ride, documenting his walk home. Yeah. So I didn't so, feel like such an idiot, you know, being up with Victoria at 630. Shout out to uh, Doc Gooden. We were just speaking about uh, cocaine abuse. Uh, yeah. uh, All-time GVE member. So how would you – so if you were running a talent firm, um, how would you rank those four, one to four, in, in terms of uh, pure entertainment purposes when it comes to making a monetary gain off of these guys' backs? Yeah. I'll put VA and Vodka as one and two. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and I think Wagon's probably number three because oh, beautiful. So who's four? It's probably four because no, I love that. That's why I set that up just for that. Because the the thing is, is you need you know if you're looking to make a monetary gain, BA brings in the viewers. Same with Vodka. Wagon's yeah. a wild card. If you actually have those three, you make a great show. Yep. And Jay, well, I don't know. If you think about it. If you're hiring for you know, you're trying to make money off of entertainment, this technically is a job, and you're number four. Won't no part of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a piece of. He's an absolute. Uh, piece of shit. So uh, you pretty much said as much. So I, I'll just quote it off by saying that. But uh, let's see here. Oh, Boston College football. I mean, this is a very niche thing. Oh, um, I'm interested in Boston College football because uh, they're right there. I've been to something Hill. Where do they play? Chestnut Hill. Chestnut Hill. I've been there. Yeah. Um, one of the girls, who my one of my first crushes, uh, she went to Boston College. Her, her dad went there. Whole thing with Boston College. So I always kind of liked and kept an eye on Boston College. Um, but if Boston College were to become a top 15 program year in, year out, where would that rank in terms of New England popularity? Not that popular. People want to give a fuck, right? It's bizarre. No, one. No, no. Because <clears throat> the thing is, is like, you know, everyone, when BC was ranked number two in the nation in 2007, no one cared. You know, and that's just the truth. And I think a lot of people, and, and it's for, and some of it's BC's fault, and some of it is, you know, just New, New Englanders just love professional sports and the sports landscape at that time. Because the, the problem is to get into Chestnut Hills, you have to, you know, there's no real great way to get in. All the spaces by the stadium, you have to pay an obscene amount of money to park, you know, like thousands of dollars. You know, on top of that, a lot of people, if you don't want, you take their free shuttle from like the freshman campus in Brighton. Um, some of these people get um, get put out in Newton. Other people, um, I think, can't remember off the top of my head, but there's some far off place, and they have to be bussed in. You have to pay to tailgate. You got to remember that. So you got to freaking. I mean, I did it a couple for Virginia Tech games. You know, I just popped a cooler. You know, filled it full of beers and subs and, and whatever. Me and my cousin went, and that just doesn't sound like a good time. And yes, no. you can't take and you can't yeah. take public transportation, right, Montante? But here's the problem. The freaking that train ride is at least an hour, hour and thirty minutes. Not an hour, thirty minutes. Say an hour. Okay. So, so like if you're really got tickets to you know BC Buffalo, you're really gonna pop a hour fifteen on the red line both ways. Probably not. No, probably not. And the other thing too is they don't get any, um, they don't get any like media coverage. BC's never reached out to to the media outlets and said, hey, look. You know, like when they were number two in the nation, you didn't even know about. I mean, you knew about Matt Ryan, but you didn't know about him that much. Yeah. And the only time I, they ever, I got news for you. I can't name a second player on that team, and I'm a college football guy. 
I can name like ten, but no. So he's Who, who's the second? Um, in hindsight, who's the second biggest uh, teammate that he had on that team? The second biggest name right now for a BC. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. all, all, all that all that roster in hindsight, looking back. On the 2017, yeah, probably the best. You know, one of the best players they had I was Challenger. Ch- Challenger was great. What about um, Kiwanuka? Was he on that roster? No, he wasn't. No, Kiwanuka was Kiwanuka. No, Kiwanuka wasn't because. I think it was his rookie season with the Giants, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm saying it's bizarre. They had a top top two team. I, all yeah. I know is Matt Ryan from that team. And Matt, they, no, because you know Matt Ryan. I think BJ Raji was on my team. Um, okay. Ron Brace. Who else was Kid Brandon Robinson. Um, who else? Uh, I remember Rich, Rich uh, Matt Ryan um, um, uh, from – there was a Clemson linebacker who took his fucking helmet off. At, uh, oh, yeah. Something, I remember that game. Something done him. Unreal hit. One of the craziest looking. If gifts were alive back then, it, like, the, it would be used daily. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Dunham took off Matt Ryan's head. But um, yeah, that mm-hmm. is that is funny to say. They were top. They were top two team. And you just think of Matt Ryan. You can't think of anybody else. Maybe they're you know branded more or. Yeah, and they lost a lot of steam when they lost to Florida State that year, because um because the, you know everyone was just like same old BC, and then the next week they lost to Maryland. And then I think, and then they lost. Yeah, they beat somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head. And I think they won the ball. That O two year. For the no, for the o, for the O seven team, it was uh, Jeff. Sorry, I was uh, Jagosinski. He um he basically came into BC, and he saw that we had Matt Ryan, and just used him to basically try to get a try to get a job in the pros. It what didn't work out. Now? Oh God, I could write that on the BC message board. I get about ten thousand responses. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, that name, I'm a college football guy. That name does not ring uh, true to me at all. I have no idea who that fucking... Uh, yeah, it's Jack Zinsky. Um, and then the other thing, too, which I think is tough for BC is BC has like a... Um, the, they have like a rep now where I think it's like seventy to 80000 to get in there for a year. I think I come off as a little like snobby, whatever. Thanks. But the... Yeah, well, but the thing is to me, like sixty thousand dollars. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but the thing is to me, like BC is never like that because, like, I knew because the thing is, Montante is like I knew BC before before all that because my dad, my grandfather was a professor at BC, right? And he passed away when my dad was eighteen, and BC found out about it, and they said, and they told my my dad and his siblings, they're like, hey, look, we will p- give you full ride to BC. We'll pay for everything. That's the BC that I know. Why did you not take him up on that? No, my dad did take him up on that. No, he did. Uh, oh, okay. But for all his siblings, it wasn't that was not extended to me. But, uh, okay. But they took care. They took care of my dad in a big That's way. That's awesome. No, and I always remember that. And and I think like, and so then when people like you know when I'm in the stands and like, you know, people always say like, well, you know, it's just a bunch of you know hoity toities. It's like no, BC to me always stood for something. It stands yeah. what's right. Yeah, you know, like it might that. be it might not be the way it is now, and and dude, I don't know the whole climate there. I mean, I know that people hate some people in the effect department hate Father Leahy. You know, they think he's a bum, and and he's doing, um, and he's taking the university back a little bit. And what are you gonna do? It's life. I mean, but BC did. You know, my dad yeah. was solid, and they took care. They took care of him when he needed it the most. So to me, it's oh, just like yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't back off. Can't that hit that. That's no. uh. That's a good story. I actually like to – I do like to hear that. Um, do you think – so I don't know how long you're going to live. No one knows. I'm not God. I can't tell you. 
in the next oh. three generations, 30 years from now, in 2052, um, if I put a gun to your head, which I would never do, do you think they make it? Do you think they even appear in a college playoff? Now, keep in mind, we just had the University of Cincinnati appear in a playoff. 30 no. years, do they appear? You don't think so? No, because half because the thing is, with they're not going to attract the type of coaches, it would literally take it would literally be like the um, just one in a million. That's how much it would have to be. And I know yeah. that. that hurts. So, you think they have a better chance of making uh, the college football playoff or making a NCAA basketball uh, elite eight? Elite eight, because that's happened in my lifetime. Damn. Do you get about basketball or no? You don't you don't care. BC basketball, I try to, but I mean it's it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. Was Jared Dudley on that elite eight team or no in nineteen ninety four it was Malcolm Huckabee, oh, wow. um Bill Curley, uh, who else? Um no, it was Donnie Abrams. It was um Curley, Huckabee, uh what's his I think it was Dana Barros wasn't on that team, but there was a whole bunch of like guys who just, you know, Yes, yeah, Curly let him. Curly let him. I mean, he. I mean, they beat uh, the Dean Smith North Carolina team with like Stackhouse, um, with Rashid Wallace. What? Oh, Mashburn might have been uh, Kentucky, but same. No, Mashburn was Kentucky. Yeah, yeah same, same era. Uh, in a perfect world, I mean, this is me looking outside, and I'm not a Boston College fan. Um, yeah. Just if, if they're gonna make that big splash and take it to the next level, uh, when I think Boston College, and this could be me being naive, I think Doug Flutie. Do you think he would ever want to go coach there? And if he did, do you think um, it could flourish? I think if he wanted to coach there, he would have already. I mean, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people will always be thankful for Flutie and myself especially, because my dad, you know, he got to see the Flutie season. He went to Texas for the, you know, Cotton Bowl. You know, he it was fucking thirteen degrees in Texas. He went by himself, mm. and of course, this was before he almost dropped my sister when freaking Flutie completed a pass to Phelan. You know. Hail Mary? Yeah. Who was that against? My, uh, it, was Miami. On, it was against Miami, yeah. It was, right? Yeah, yeah, that play was. That's that's crazy. I mean, I, I, how, <coughs> what year did that happen? I want to say 84, but. So that happened before I was born. And when I think Hail Mary, I think of that play. That's how influential that play was. Yeah, I mean, I always remember just because, I mean, I've seen it like 10,000 times. You know, and but that's the th- the thing is, Montante is that's the problem with like, it's not a problem, but that's the thing with BC is like you'll go to Alumni Stadium and they'll still play that play, and you're just like, guys, like yeah, you gotta, you gotta get past it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, like, and I was thankful because my dad gave up his seats because of COVID, and, you know, and I respect that because you know, our he, we have um, obviously with Victoria and my sister has a um, baby Mary. And he's just like, I just can't, you know, he's all, he, you know, he's almost 80. And he's just like, I just can't hang out in large crowds. But I was always thankful. One of the last games that we really were, got to really, you know, see a big win was against USC when they went under Adazio. I'll never forget that. Adazio, legend. <laughs> oh, God. God. I like Steve Adazio. Was it Steve, right? Yeah, Steve Adazio, yeah. Because yeah, like when they beat USC with the Kessler team, and um, I think it was the Juju. I don't know if it was Juju Schuster. I forget who the receiver, yeah. big receiver was, but it was Starkeesian. I was just so thankful they won that game because I was just like, you know what? Was that with Wimbush at quarterback or no? No, it was uh, Kessler. Okay. Yeah, my boy uh, Wimbush from um, Bergen Catholic, I believe. Good good kid. 
Um, so he didn't. He didn't work out there, and that hurt, you know hurt me. To see, so I'm about to go make a mixed drink. But let's get into something uh, heavy before we get into it. I know you want to sure. talk about um, Roe versus Wade. To before I made a mixed drink about Roe versus Wade, but let's let's seriously get into the issues that matter. Um, what do you think about gay marriage? I'm fine with it. Okay, I, was, I, I was joking there. I was trying to get you to sputter <laughs> up a little bit, but I'm glad you're uh, okay with it. But let's get into the actual pressing matters here. Uh, I want to. I want to be able to gamble on weather. This is a a thing. Gamble, that, gamble on weather. Yeah, I know you're a weather guy. I <laughs> think about it. I'm the degenerate. I think there's a huge market right now that's untapped completely uh, when it comes to gambling on weather. I mean, we all get super excited, and you're a weather guy, so you get excited for weather yeah. no matter what. Us common folk here, like myself, you give me a big snowstorm, I'll be tracking it. I'll be hyped up in the news. How many inches are we getting? Um, and not like Kamala, she's used to seven or eight. That's where she got to where she is, and we'll get into politics <laughs> later. Uh, that was me calling her a whore, essentially. But if you can gamble on <coughs> weather, on snowstorms, I think there's a market right there. You know, hey, we're going to have a, a blizzard between one and two feet. Okay, well, one or two feet, no. Give me a line. 16 and a half inches. Well, You'd have how to do strongly it by... do you feel about this storm? You'd have to do it by town. That's the best. Oh, yeah, but I had that written down here. So you have main locations, right? Yeah. You you know where it was. So for New York City, Central Park. Get, so because it's, it varies, as you know, well, that's Long Island can be totally different than. No, I know. Else. So you're so, going to have your central locations and you can gamble on that there. You know how many people would be upset about? So one of the best that, all right, you're familiar with in 2015, right? Um, New England had the big winter, and um, you know the, we had a series of four storms that dropped like you know twenty inch. I think it was like two feet plus easy each. Jeez, okay. So the first storm, like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I'm a member of the Accu. This is back when the AccuWeather weather boards were a thing. Like, and by the way, one of the worst tragedies—not tragedies, like one of the worst things to happen was AccuWeather got rid of them because there was a lot of smart people on oh, there. That's a tragedy. It was a tragedy because there's a lot of small call space space. It's a tragedy. Yeah, there's a lot of great people on there, and um, there's a lot of great information. So Friday night, I was down in uh, no Saturday night, I was down at Foxwoods. I hadn't logged on all day, and um, I basically I was drinking, and I'm like, and I just kind of quickly checked the forecast because I had a um, I had a temp job. I just wanted to make sure I had to get in the city. Okay, whatever. So I look up and I'm like, oh, 18. I'm like, holy fucking shit. 18 to 24 inches just popped out of nowhere for like Boston. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I was like, what happened? What happened? So I didn't have time because I was eating dinner and all, you know, just I didn't have time to check it. So then I, I did have time to check it that Sunday. And then, um, and everyone's like, oh, this storm's going to be the worst storm ever for New York City. I mean, they were calling, I mean, they were saying like, you know, it's going to be awful. De Blasio was like, you know, he was going nuts. He was like, I think it was the Blasio in 2015. I'm not, it doesn't yeah, yeah, it was, it was. It was the Blasio. Okay, yeah. so he, he came on a press conference and he's just like, I want everyone to take this seriously. I mean, he, he sounded like fucking apocalypse now. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, fast forward to the main show. It's now Monday night. I think it was, I think it happened for this storm. If it didn't happen for the first one, it happened for one of them. The storm literally moved, Sweet. shifted. E no, it shifted east 50 miles. So basically, all these heavy bands and all this stuff <laughs> never hit New York City. They ended up getting like eight inches. And the Weather Channel had this like storm wagon going around freaking Times Square 
when Tante, like, me and you could have freaking hopped in a car and, like, did wheelies. There was no one on the roads. That's hilarious. And, I love that shit. And the reason why I bring it up is because it's – if you had gambling on the weather, people would just be, like, irate at Mother Nature. I mean, it'd be hilarious. I mean, you bring out the degenerates of the degenerates. If you're – if you're uh, listen, that's what I'm saying. If you're a true fan of the weather, wouldn't you want more attention on the, uh, the overall science of weather? I would bet if there was major storms, even – Per se, if it wasn't for me, if there was a a storm that's going to be hitting, I don't know, uh, Buffalo, and I can get a good over under on it, dude, I'm betting it and I'm watching it contently. I, I, I think never there's a market there. If you can bet in a hot dog eating contest, why can you not bet on Mother Nature? Seriously. Well, I know, but you'd have to do well. The first thing you'd have to do is you have to set where you're going to measure because it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, doesn't matter because we're so we're Boston. Now, Boston proper in Boston um, on the common can have like 20, 26, 27 inches of snow for blizzards, right? Yep. But then in the airport, it can only be like Logan. 23. It can only, yeah, Logan. That, that's the official you know place where they measure. Yeah. It can be 20. And that's just because of the water content of the snow. It's because so have you... that have that in the fine print, and you'll you'll know your spot. You know, <laughs> FanDuel could have hubs uh, each and everywhere. Also, mm-hmm. other futures like fun things. You could have. So, do you do you comprehend gambling at all? When I say futures, do you know what that means? Yeah, like what's going to yeah. obviously what's going to happen in the future. It's yeah, like so when people bet on the Kentucky. It's like when bet on people on the Kentucky Derby in like exactly. you know so, February. Yeah, and so like in in the in the spring, you could do futures on the hottest month. You know, maybe the yeah, get, that's all in August. It wouldn't get much could, action. Okay, well, I'm saying there's gonna be odds to everything, so maybe I could take a July plus 400 because August is minus 200. Uh, there's you never know. Hurricanes there, would be the funniest, funnest thing about August. Hurricanes would be a good time to actually. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down a lot about a lot about weather here. Um, so when you're watching like hurricane stuff on TV, do you ever feel guilty? Like if it's not gonna affect you, and it usually doesn't. You feel guilty for how much you like love a good hurricane because people are getting their fucking lives ruined. So for I always remember um, for Katrina, um, AccuWeather was still was was in full force, and um, <clears throat> there was a lot of people who you know, you know, a lot of the you know the news stations were there, but there was a lot of people on the ground who were AccuWeather um, forum members who were posting pictures and. Some and basically some of them were just unbelievable of like the ninth ward of the initial damage. Um, someone uploaded a video and you can still see it on YouTube of they rode out the whole storm in a casino uh, parking garage in New Orleans. I don't know if it's in New Orleans or if it's in Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah, but he was literally on the fourth floor and the whole in the in the surf got up to him to mm-hmm. a point where if the if Katrina had been like maybe. You know, a couple millibars stronger or whatever, he probably wouldn't be with us today. Um, I always, you know, with with Katrina, it was very interesting. So when people talk about Katrina, they always talk about, you know, oh well, this is you know the climate change, whatever. Katrina literally thread the needle so long. We don't we don't do climate change on this. No, I know. I'm no, at I the, know. You know, no, we don't no, no, no. That. none of that pussy Kat- liberal shit. Yeah. No, but Katrina. <laughs> Well, Katrina basically went over. There's a 50 mile wide um, body part piece of the Gulf of Mexico, and it has 90 degree. It has 90 degree temperatures in, in the um, in the ocean. Okay. Katrina got all its fuel from there. It, it, that's what literally caused it to blow up. That's if, what jazzed it up, right? Oh, completely. Because you literally in 12 hours after sitting over that, and it was going over pretty slow. 
it went from like 100 miles an hour to 170 saw. It's like gasoline to the flame. It just oh, it was. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And the other thing, too, about Katrina was that it, nobody talks about is the track was perfect for destruction, where it literally, all the major eyewall, all eyewall winds were basically in New Orleans. It, you couldn't, it was almost like somebody was like hand guiding Katrina yeah. to the most destructive path. It was unbelievable. And there were people in, in the forums and on TV, and you, you know, were saying, like, this is unbelievable, but I feel so guilty. And, you know, and some of the pictures, like I said, were just absolutely freaking ridiculous. Yeah. And as someone who watches, like, hurricanes, you can't, hurricanes, you always have a tepid excitement for because, you know, it's cool to see it. Yeah. But people's lives, people's businesses, like everything. And we all talk about this, like, uh -huh. on the forums and stuff like that. You know, I cannot tell you, um, I mean, during Sandy and the one that just hit New well, Orleans. That's, that's what I was going to ask you. So, how does, so if, Hurricane Sandy on uh, Dave Portnoy's pizza scale is a 9.4. Where would Hurricane... Oh, sorry. my I just completely fucked it up. If Hurricane Katrina was a 9.4 on Portnoy's pizza scale, where is Sandy rank? 10. You, Sandy think, Sandy, was, you think Sandy was more... Um, was, was bigger than Katrina? If not right there. Because the thing that people don't understand about, about um, Sandy is... You could have that any time a hurricane enters the waters where where it did in, in the ocean, nine times out of ten, Montante, basically a front is going to take it. It's going to push it out to sea. That's the way it yeah. is. It, it always happens. It doesn't always happen, well, but nine times out of ten. Yeah, more often than not. For, for an upper-level low to be positioned where that was, to literally take it and hook it west into New Jersey, you don't see that. You don't see that ever, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that Sandy was – and this is what people don't understand about why Sandy was so destructive. People looked at it, this big blob. When you have all the – when it was sitting out in the ocean, taking its sweet time, it's all churning the waters. Yep. The, waters the water is not, like, receding at, high, at low tide. It's just basically just getting backed in, backed in, backed in. And that's why when it hit, basically all of New York City, Rockaway, all those areas just got flooded because there was nowhere – you see, you see that South Street, Mark? Yeah. That's our watermark for here. Oh, really? Oh, Jesus That's Christ. Where the water was. Yeah, because Seabright is between the river and the ocean, and those two suckers met. And that was, yeah. the, that was the watermark. Yeah, it was. Sandy fucking did a number on the Jersey Shore. Number. No, I always remember the most one of the most iconic pictures was the stupid. I mean, it wasn't stupid, but the um, the roller coaster at Seaside Heights in the ocean. Of course, yeah. And there's this water just surrounding it. And that's yeah. when Jersey Shore was like pretty popular. So like that kind of as dumb yeah. as Americans are, that kind of resonated with people. Like, oh shit, oh, you know, Paula D I, might be devastated by this. I I don't think like when people talk about Sandy, so much had to go right for that to be such a super storm. Yeah, and and it was really unfortunate, obviously, that it happened. But one of the most amazing things was to, you know, and it's unfortunate because as an you know as an American, you know. Our, our computer models didn't pick up on the hook, the hook in New Jersey. They didn't. It was the Euro model that picked up on that hook initially. Yeah. And basically the Euro led the way. A lot of people thought it, a lot of people thought it was bullshit at the time, but then other models slowly, as they say, you know, full cave yeah. to the Euro where they started showing a Euro solution and the Euro didn't have it all perfect. You know, for a while there, that thing was supposed to hook into the Cape, believe it or not. And then you know the spaghetti models, as they say, when they run the scenario on the Euro, yeah. they South actually, Jersey Shore. Yeah, it was basically South spaghetti. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. 
It was dumb. And How, what do you, is, it, is it the best movie of all time when it comes to like respecting um, the models and everything when it comes to weather? Uh, the Perfect Storm with no. Dennis Quaid. Per- oh, with um, no, the Perfect Storm. Am I wrong when I say that? Dennis Quaid, oh, right? Oh, sorry, the day after tomorrow. That oh, what the fuck? What I say? You said Perfect Storm. Oh yeah, I meant the day after tomorrow. That's Dennis Quaid. No, because for the for the day after tomorrow to legitly happen, it it, it never will. Never will. Never will. No. no. You're never going to see literally negative 50 degrees just come down like, you know, Independence Day in like a matter of minutes. That'll never happen. Ever. That was a great movie, though. Which, oh, the day after tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, sure. First time I ever heard the term um, weather models. And I made me think of you. I know. Well, you're my Dennis Quaid. (laughs) I always remember so many people. So many people were pissed at the GFS on um, on the uh, on the boards because you know for for so long we've been hearing about all these upgrades to the GFS and it was going to be like the global forecasting system. That's the American yeah, I was model. About to ask you what the fuck yeah, and and the, and there's another model called the NAM. It's a North American model. Okay. And they missed it completely. They missed the hook basically in New Jersey. And then last year <laughs> when the when we had the big blizzard in um, Boston. It was actually the euro that led the way, and that was after another like three hundred dollar, three hundred million dollar model upgrade, and a bunch of people on, you know, it, yeah. But it was late night on the boards, and everyone's drinking, you know, because they had nothing better to do. I mean, if you're watching these weather models, you gotta do something. That's a fun job, yeah. Yeah, well, no, everyone's getting. I mean, if you're on the boards, I mean, first of all, you're not like broadcasting to anyone. Second of all, yeah, you have a cocktail. I mean, some of it gets a little dry, but someone goes. Someone actually ranted. They were like, you know. I can't stand this fuck, you know, bleeping model, like, F this, F that. I'm like... No, we, we curse them on top of this yeah. world, whatever you want Oh, to that's say. fine. So then the best part is, is this guy goes, you know, I hate to tell you, but, you know, you're on the freaking WS Disco boards, you know? Like, you can't swear. Like, yeah. you get, yeah, get your yeah. account revoked. Because people would get people would get their accounts revoked for just going on fucking diabolical, like, swear-laden rants so, on Acura. Are there any more... Uh, is anything kind of replaced the, uh, these message boards, or have they dried up, you think? So... Unfortunately, the WS Disco board is actually going to turn into a pay site in the uh, winter of 2000. Oh, fuck that. I know, <clears throat> which means I have to find another one, which which sucks. I mean... Do you frequent the um, Boston College recruiting boards more, or do you think you're frequenting these uh, weather boards more? Boston College recruiting, only because in the summer, Montante, unless there's a hurricane, there's no reason. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, no. I respect that. Do you think and, global warming... Uh, okay, let me... So, this is the scale here. Five mm-hmm. is the middle, obviously. One mm-hmm. is global warming is absolutely horseshit. And ten is global warming is the number one issue on this planet. The world's going to end if we don't address it. Where is Robbie V on global warming? Probably no, five. No, nah, probably you five. liberal fuck. You liberal fuck. You really going to no. give me a five? Give me. No, no. I, I, no, 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 no. Listen, We're not just, doing fives here. I need either mm. need a 4.9 or 5.1. Which one's mm. closer? Let me think. Probably, f- probably, probably four. And this is why. There we go. No, no, no. no but, but, the reason, but the thing is, Montante, you have to remember, when people go off about this, they talk about certain storms. Now, every storm that has ever hit America isn't because of because of like climate change or global warming. You have Let's to remember the globe, that the, the globe does its thing. Yes, it does. Been around forever. But yeah, but you also have to remember is that 
Think of the technology that has come up in the past even 20 years in weather. Like, yeah. seriously. Think of there's we have unbelievable radar. We can predict. We can see freaking tornadoes develop now by the comma. We know the pro- we we know the pronouns now. That's how advanced technology got. Yeah, but the other thing too is, and what people don't understand is, you know, some wait, of the wait, examples. Why did you say yeah? I just told you. Oh, we're yeah. hurricanes pronouns. <laughs> you go yeah. Oh yeah, we are. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Hurricane oh. Harvey's uh, he them bears. All right, carry oh, on. God. Well, that's not good. That's not good. You just shrugged it off so quickly. I was like, okay, carry on. Well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to do no, that. the thing is, is like everyone, when everyone talks about it, they always use these like, um, they always use like the wrong examples. Case in point, do you remember the, you don't remember this, but the, the Patriots freaking Titans game in 2009, someone said to me, you know, oh, that's an example of like, you know, global warming, climate change. I'm like, why? He goes, well, because the rain changed to snow. And I'm like, what the f-? He's like, that's an extreme weather event. And I'm like, no, but I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, it changed to snow. And, you know, like, that shouldn't happen. And it was heavy snow. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Like, this event has happened in the, you know, the April Fool storm. We could have just documented it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it can't happen where if it rains hard enough, Montante, where it's raining like hard enough, it can bring down cold air like like it did in that situation, How, and, and change it to snow. On, on, in Foxborough when that happened, okay, it's and I remember this. It started out in the in basically the lower forties. When I was driving down to Foxborough, I noticed that all of a sudden I had some ice pellets on my car. I got out of my car, I bit into a cookie, and I cracked a freaking shipyard pumpkin for the ride, for the for the walk, yeah, for the walk across the way. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and there was nothing there. And the person I was with looks at me and goes, what the hell happened? And I looked up, and I, and I said, it's going to snow in about five minutes. I said, oh, my, my God. You nailed that prediction? I didn't nail it because it started in 10. Cause, okay. But as, soon, oh, as, as soon as it happened, it was whoosh. And all of a sudden, all the snow, and it got cold, and I wasn't prepared because I didn't think I didn't know what was going to happen. And someone said to me, well, that's, a, that's, a, you know, that's global warming. And it's like, no. It's not like you kind of major storms that happen are not an example. The amount of data that we're going to need to really know if anything is happening isn't like nine or 10 years. You're talking full weather cycles of like 50 years. And that's the truth. And like, you know, and people look, say, well, we can go back and, you know, we can go back in like the fifties and sixties and seventies. And it's like the data that we have now is so much more and so much better than what it was back then. And, you know, storms go in cycles. You know, we don't have the day after tomorrow in New England like we did in 2015 every year. Everything, it ebbs and flows. You know, I don't, everything takes time to prove, and weather is one of those. Like Montante, right? If I told you this, like, you know, there was a storm in New York. It was in 1888. New York City got like 25 inches of snow. It was 80 mile an hour winds. Are we going to blame that on global warming too? But yeah, no, because we don't. Was even talking point then, yeah. No, because we don't have, but we don't have the data. We have all this data now. It's like we need to go analyze it. And yeah. my and my final point. Uh, on I agree this, wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. And my final point on this is, since this has become such a politicalized issue, right? They did a data. Um, they did like a data uh, research point. You know where basically they they pulled various temperatures from all these areas. And basically, you know, since it was politically, you know, I think this was under Obama or whatever, 
And they basically took Barack the highest... Hussein, Barack Hussein Obama. I say his full name yeah. on this show. <laughs> they basically Muslim took the high. Yeah. yeah, but they took the highest temperature, right? Yeah. For his thing. And the, the highest temperatures of all their readings. And they used that for their data. And you need people who are studying the weather. Yeah, and I'm not saying, you know, look, something could be happening. But it's going to take another freaking 40 years to figure it out if it is. And you're going to have yeah. to look at charts. And you're going to have to look at hurricanes. You're going to have to look at all this stuff. You know, hey, look, two of the strongest hurricanes, Montante, were the Labor Day storm in Florida, which I believe was in the 1930s. That was the lowest recorded ever pressure in the United States. And Hurricane Camille was in 1969, I believe. It was a Cat 5. Like, were we going through stuff then and we just didn't know it? Like, stuff happens. In, in, order for us, in, in order for us to really understand, like, we need to invest a lot of money to really solve this problem. They don't, they don't do that nowadays. And, they really don't. I mean, it's just, it's just tough, man. Like, I just remember, like, when I was younger, obviously, I, you know, I voted for Obama. Um, I didn't realize he was you know Muslim at that point and born in uh, wherever he was, and not Hawaii. You know, he's not that there's anything wrong with being Muslim, but the, the, the law says if you're going to be a president, you have to be born in America. He was he he was not. So eh, I was wrong on that. I celebrated Obama, and I was so up up and in on this. Uh, oh, that, that could be clipped. That that. That clip I just said where I didn't know he was Muslim, that could be clipped for, for days. So shout out to them. Yeah. You guys can clip that. I will not edit it out because this is a one-take podcast. But um, my one of the biggest issues I was strung up on was this fucking climate change. And I got news for you. I was told you know, 2018, 2019, the world would be you know, over. It's a wrap. And here I am living in Seabright between the ocean and the river. Ain't nothing changed. We had one storm, like you said, Sandy. But I mean, at some point, these fucking idiots have to lose their validity. Like, shut up about all this. You guys are so wrong. And the thing is, if there is actually something going on with the world, you cannot talk like such a psychopath about it because you guys, it's like the little boy who cried wolf. I don't believe any of it anymore. I don't believe any of it. How could you? One of the silliest things about the whole thing, too, is, you know, we all hear about how Florida is going to be, you know, in the ocean. We all hear about Nantucket's going to be underwater. <coughs> and, you know, the actions of certain people definitely make you think, well, you don't really believe that. And to kind of to put a bow on it, I always say is like, there are instances where some, like, something's happening. We don't know what. I really want, I would want 50 years of data before I even, 50 years of data, because that's how long weather cycles happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's more my opinion more than anything. But oh, it's all opinion. There's no actual fact yeah. to this. I, I always, just think that the, the, the fact that the, the this, this whole movement kind of got hijacked by one party, your party, not mine, um, as a kind of a political tool to to sway voters because their actual policy is such bullshit. I think it's so pathetic. And keep looking, look at all these fucking rich liberal cocksuckers. All they do is buy million dollar properties next to the water. You know why? Because the water is really nice. But if the water is really nice, which we all know, you cannot buy it if you're going to tell me that the world is going to be over in six years because of evil Republicans not respecting climate change. You can't have it both ways. You can't. You can't. You, Robbie V, you can't have it both ways. No, I know. Do you know how big a storm? Do you know how big a storm it would take literally to flood all of Nantucket? Seriously. It would one. take. No, it would literally take a hurricane stronger. It would take a hurricane stronger than Katrina. 
And it would take a hurricane stronger than freaking the 1935 like Labor Day storm that hit Florida or whatever the heck. I think it's 35. I'm not sure. But in, and that was the lowest recorded history, historical storm, you know, lowest recorded barometric pressure in the United States ever recorded. It was like, I believe it was like 2690. So you actually just touched on something I'm very intrigued by. You said you said the term barometric. Now, yeah. I'm not a science guy, but you said the term barometric. What is the biggest term um, in the in those threads that you're on that the average person would go, what the fuck does that mean? What's the biggest uh, oh, weather easy. scientific? G- give it to me. Negative. Very- trough ne- negative. Has the trough gone negative? And even I barely understand trough it. Trough gone negative? Yeah. So if that- you have a, so if you take a trough, right? Um, trough like where people piss? No, no, no. Trough like, um, kind of picture it as a, for a good, a good storm to have, um, to basically travel up the coast, it needs to be, um, the, the airflow needs to be basically like a U. It needs to just like round the bend, so to speak. Okay. Um, if you have a trough that's flat, it's just going to go out to sea. So basically, and this is another great thing about AccuWeather boards back in the day and the WX Disco boards, is when a storm was happening, people would be constantly arguing if a trough has gone negative or not. I love and it. Is it. And it's going, has it gone negative? Is it going negative? And people would just yell at each other. They'd be like, dude, you know what you're talking about? That would be, no, be hysterical. So <clears throat> one of the funny things is, is like, so basically negative, if a, if a trough has negative tilt, that means it can travel up the coast. Basically, like, you know, um, if it's coming off, like, the Carolinas, it'll go hit, like, you know, Jersey, New York, New England, etc. Yeah. If a trough is positively tilted, it'll basically just go out to sea. It'll Let be flat. Do- okay. It'll be flat. And basic, you know, storms, there hasn't been many positively tilted uh, storms that have really done anything because a storm can't really be that, doesn't really get that strong with a positively tilt, tilted um trough basically and whatnot that's a great term right there yeah it's a little interesting i mean i i mean i I barely get it and i've followed i mean i I can't honestly i can't like spot it somebody said to me they're like is that on accurate does that look negative i'm like i have no fucking clue i'm like dude (laughs) at least you know what it is i mean that's that's way uh way above what the fuck i know so i'm gonna ask you to look into i don't from what i see you don't have a crystal ball in front of you but I'm going to require you to at least pretend that you do have one in front of you. Um, this is Crystal Ball Robbie V. Um, I know you're a huge liberal. Um, you know, your pronouns you, you introduced at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm actually I more you, independent than liberal. Uh, okay, yeah, you, you lube cuck. Uh, let's uh, stay away from that. But So in November, do, do you think – is there any way that there's not a huge Republican just fucking wave? Is there any way? Hmm. No. Because you can't, you can't avoid it, right? It's just it's gonna happen. So, like as working in finance, you definitely you know, oh, you we'll, get we'll, access. We'll, we're gonna handle that. You get access to um, not access, but Robbie, do you have uh, the, the ability for forty seconds on the Republican red wave coming November so I can make a mixy? Yeah, well, not I don't have I don't have forty seconds. No, give me forty seconds. Just, just make a 30, mix. Thirty seconds. Can you go thirty seconds? Yeah, I can go thirty seconds. Okay, yeah. give, give me thirty. I'll be back. All right. There probably will be a Republican red wave for the obvious reasons. I mean, inflation right now, number one. Number two, gas prices. And number three, the recession. You kind of have to remember, it was like people's pocketbooks means the most to a lot of people. And, you know, if you have people losing their jobs, they can't afford anything. And the gas, 
you know, is five, six bucks a gallon and we haven't even jumped into heating oil. Yeah. That'll definitely lead to a, you know, Republican wave. I mean, <clears throat> the party in power right now. I think Biden's at 38% and, you know, there's not much that, that he can do in such a short amount of time. That's pretty much it, you know? How'd I do? Good. I just ended. Good. So it's good. Good, 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 good. Um, what'd you say? Give me a synopsis. No, I mean, there is going to be a wave. There no, has to be a red wave, right? Well, three, there's three major issues. Inflation, it's hitting everyone. Number two is gas. But it's not just gas, Montante. It's heating oil, too. It's everything. It's everything. Uh, oh, number everything. three, I think number three, dude, is the fact that you know people are going to start losing their jobs because of the recession. And no, but no, Mr. Biden told me that this is the strongest job market of all time. Robbie V, you're, I'm flagging <laughs> you for misinformation, pal. I don't know about that. It, <laughs> it's fucking absurd. If you, the other thing, too, about the job market that no one's talking about is we can't get people to work. So dude, there's a not, lot of, dude, you're not doing normal jobs. Like you go to no, the donuts, they're understaffed. You go to no, any job that. like that, they're understaffed. You're like, what the fuck is going on? No, I know. I know. It's it's insane. We look where I work right now, there's nine open racks. Nine open. Five years ago, we'd have two hundred responses in a month. Yeah. Well people try we to only, get in there. And we only have five. That's that's real. It's sickening. That's a trickle down factor right there. No, it's it's tough. And, and the thing is, is I, I don't think people really understand it's like how angry people are. Like, just in the nation. Like, look around. Like, you, do you really think, like, people are happy, like, living in, you know, places where, okay, let's, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You live in Philadelphia right now. You live in Chicago. You happy, Los Angeles. I mean, people, people are, crime is everywhere. I mean, you know, look how many people have bought guns. Like, it's not, you know, p- people look at Smith & Wesson. Someone told me, I remember in 2018, oh, guns are going to be obsolete. Well, you know, dumbass. In 2020, you couldn't even freaking buy a gun. They were yep. flying off the shelves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, That's the thing. That's the thing. And, and to kind of, you know, put a bow in it, if people's pocketbooks are hurting and they can't afford it yeah, and there's no hope. They and, don't care about it, your gender bullshit. In the money, other, money yeah. is all. Money's but, everything. Yeah. And the other thing, too. Hey, what month is it? I think it's July, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Has anyone paid a heating oil bill yet for uh, August and se- uh, September, October, November? No, but yeah. June was not fun. Exactly. It You're going to see No. I mean, not, you know, America, there was a stat. I think it's like 50% of America right now. Doesn't have enough savings for a five hundred dollar freaking car repair. Oh, I said the other day, dude. If pe- I don't comprehend how people are not living check to check right now, I mean, it oh, is, yeah. we're living check to check right now. We just cut cable. Um, I had money. I always try to keep at least a thousand dollars in my savings account, and every every week, even though Biden's ruining, thank you, liberal, for ruining my uh, my stock market. But um, even though Biden's ruining that, I still donate to my four hundred one, my you know, my Roth, everything. But I always try to keep a thousand dollars on average in my thing, and then my mom last week needed fucking seven hundred fifty bucks. It depleted me. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I'm kind of in a tough spot. I haven't been in a tough spot in a while, and it's fucking so stressful. And it just reminds me, like, 
dude, how are people not living right now? Check the check. How people are living like cushy, like, oh, everything's good. No, everything's not good. Everything's so fucking expensive right now. My, you know, like, <clears throat> I mean, fuck, look at daycare. I mean, seriously. When we, when my wife and I, you know, when we found out we were expecting, we had to call around daycares. It was hard as hell to freaking find one. We're lucky, Montante. We have a daycare literally a stone's throw away from my house. And, you know, and, and I know that we're so blessed to have that because we literally got the last spot when we called. And there's so many daycares that closed. It's, there's so many, you know, home daycares with COVID Jeez. that people say, like, oh, well, you know, hey, um, I can't do it anymore because, you know, I'm immune compromised. And I respect that. I'm not going to sit here and, like, and tell them what to do. Absolutely not. I mean, a couple of my friends were immune compromised during COVID. You know, this, like the videos that you see when I put out sometimes, I was doing that during COVID. I just cheer some people up. I mean, yeah. You well, know, you got to do what you got. I mean, Robbie, let me see you straight here, pal. Do you do you, do you support the? Because um, it will come back around fall. Trust yeah. me, the the COVID nuts are not done yet. Do you support mandatory vaccines to go to work? No, because I got it, dude, and I was I was vaccinated, honestly. And um, and I'll be honest with you. So has your has your opinion? At, at one point, did you ever support the mandatory vaccine to people go back to work? <sighs> no, because it's just. Because I saw what it was doing to our work. Good yeah. people were, because no, I'm serious. Good people yeah. were getting, were just like, I'm done. And they just said, fuck, and they literally said, screw it. I got a call from someone who, um, uh, I think it was in November. What do you do for work, by the way? Now, don't give me your exact job. Like, what field? I'm oh, just working audit, uh, finance audit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I saw people, my coworker wasn't vaccinated. And, my company said, um, if you don't get vaccinated, like, um, we don't know how you're going to work, be able to work here. And she's good at her job. And there's other people who felt like her. Yeah. Look at the bottom line, bro. <laughs> but, oh, I, and I remember, and it was a, it was a hot button issue. I always remember yeah. that because, you know, you had all these people, right. And they were like, well, are you vaccinated? And it just be like, Hey, look, like, you know, it's my personal choice. Like, yes, I am. Have I got yeah. the booster? No, I haven't. But I also got, I got tagged with Delta two days before I was I was eligible to get the vaccine. And I was and I was put down. You know I wasn't lucky. I got tagged for I lost twenty pounds and yeah. You know. Oh, that, that that hit you that hard? Yeah, Delta was no joke. Really, dude. Yeah. I uh I forget which one I had. I had one right around um, New Year's, and I had I had the sweats for two days, and I was by day three I was boozing and gambling like. like no, I um. So I was pissed when I got it. To be honest with you. Because Dawn was pregnant, and um, it's my wife, and I assume that right. That was your uh, your sketchy ex, your no. sketchy girlfriend. You keep on the side, never. <laughs> no. Your baby mama on the side, Dawn. No, never. <laughs> no. Um, but the thing was, is we were supposed to go down to North Carolina to tell her mom. So I, t- I got I got a fever. I think it was on uh, Monday, and I was still home. And then on Thursday, I just called my boss. I was like, "Look, I've had a fever for three days." I got to figure out what the hell this is. I went to um, the medical clinic in Quincy, and I remember they gave me, they were like, you've been tested for COVID. I was like, no. And I had the COVID test, and the lady was like, you should probably cancel that trip to North Carolina because you have COVID. And I'm like, mm. I was just like, fuck. Like, you got to be kidding me. And then, yeah, I mean, that, that Thursday, I think I, I felt okay. And then Friday to basically, it was about Friday to Friday. That next Friday, I was just I couldn't, yeah, it sucked. I couldn't keep anything down. Couldn't do anything. 
Yeah, I mean, also, I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, you're not that much older than me. We're both in similar shape. We're not doing great. No. Can you make an argument? I mean, I, I can. I, I do feel this way. You were sold a bill of goods that if you get COVID, hey, you'll keep your job, which is uh, criminal, <coughs> in my opinion. But also, you'll be able to spread it. And if you do get it somehow, mysteriously, uh, you'll be much better off. I feel like the, the vaccinated are getting fucking absolutely crushed by COVID recently. Even, even back then. Like, once, you got murdered by COVID. I had yeah. a sweat for two days. I wasn't I was even... Hung, I was hung over my fourth day of COVID. I wasn't the fourth... I wasn't vaccinated when I first got it, but I was vaccinated when I got Omicron. Okay. But an Omicron was like five days, and I was, you know, I was on the men basically after that. And unfortunately, what sucked is that so everyone in um, Don, Victoria, and Don's mom were all staying at the house when this happened. So I got it. It rolled through Don, and then it rolled through Don's mom, and then Victoria got it. And we were all vaccinated. We all were playing it really close to the vest, Montante, because, I mean, obviously a newborn, I got a kid. Of course, of course. And I had, you know, two months old, and it was just so, – so it wasn't easy. If, but If you can go back in time, knowing what you know now, would you get – I mean, and take the, the, the job circumstances out, these uh, tyrannical job circumstances, because if you're – the fact that jobs really did implement this, they should be fucking – you know, have their heads chopped off. So take that out of it. Would you still get vaccinated? No, because because where I work, I didn't know what they were going to do, and I needed. No, 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 no. Take take that out of it. The job implication doesn't. Okay. Oh, job implication. Just the quote unquote scientific. Knowing what you know about the disease, (sighs) the the benefits and whatnot. Is there a difference between getting vaccinated or not? It probably Uh, is. The most, the most, the most, the most common thing people will say is, "Yeah, for my life to be as convenient as it is, I had to get vaccinated." That has nothing to do with science. I know, I know the, the liberal freaks that you know implemented this stuff said, hey, believe in science. It means nothing because the science says the shot doesn't work. And we know the shot doesn't work. It was <coughs> all about power. I mean, the shot stinks. Still, the shot is oh, I know. In Zippo. I Zippo. probably still would. I mean, why not? He was the but the best. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, like... At least when, like, when me and my wife got vaccinated, at least Victoria got it through her antibodies and whatever. And she's still, you know, alive. Go, Rob. You still got the motherfucker. Yeah, I know. How did you, pal? You survived the disease with a 99.6% survival rate? Man, you're a hero. Thank God for science. Come on, bro. (laughs) Robbie, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. (coughs) You're still coughing because this fucking vaccine did a number on you. So, uh, so before. I'm not done yet. Your screen's all fogged up. Jesus, man. I know, I know. Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I do. I think I just spit on my yeah, screen. I was so pissed off the yeah, I know. My God. Especially man. with that word confirmed. I just spit on my screen. I was so fucking pissed off. I hate the vaccine. <laughs> I hate everybody who takes it. Um, so, no. Look into your crystal ball. Who is going to be the president four years from today? Who is sitting oh. in the White House as president? It's be not honest, Trump. It's not, not who Trump. you want. Not who you want, but who is no. there? It's not Trump. I'll tell you that right now. I hope it is. Uh, let me think. I can't even name a Democrat. Well, I think uh, that it looks like they're amping up um, that Fanuc. Uh, ooh, I don't think I say that. Fanuc means gay in Italian. Uh, I probably can't. Uh, I'll, eh, I'll probably take that out. Um, probably not. Got- it's not going to be the same. I mean, uh, if things are as bad as they are now, 
unfortunately, it probably could be DeSantis. You think DeSantis, you think the country worse off under DeSantis than Biden a second term? Biden's not going to get a second term. There's no way. If he runs for it, are you voting for him? No. <laughs> you vote for him once? I think I did. Yeah, I did actually. How's did. it going for you? I mean, I got promoted. My life's pretty good. Got a kid. Good times. <laughs> He's there back. Can't really, can't really going. complain that much. So, as a humongous <laughs> liberal, um, can you define, d- d- define, defend um, Biden falling off his bike? Go ahead, defend that. Oh, I'm not going to defend that. I'm not no, you, have, no, you have to. You have to. You're, 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 um, you're his now uh, Speaker of the House. You have to defend this. Hey, so Mr. <laughs> Biden just fell off his bike. Can you explain what happened? Go ahead, Robbie. Well, you know, I just ran into a rock. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> All right, it's a fair. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, can you defend AO, uh, AOC's existence as a whole? Oh God, no. She's how, just... how hot is she though? Yeah, She's not I, so love much. I love her. I'm all set. I'm all set with that. I'm I just... love her. Um, and then this is now actually. So I gave you two bad things. Um, let's rate this a positive. Let's rate um Nancy Pelosi's uh tits on a scale of one to ten. I'm going eight point six. What are yours? What's your scale on this, dude? I saw you this. Know, you see those things, dude. The fact that anyone could even think about I could. doing anything to that. No, thank oh. you. Are you oh, kidding me? What? Dude, she opens her mouth. See you later. Goodbye. Yeah, but th- those those little perky tits. Oh, those monsters. No. Those things get me going. Nancy's no. got a set on her. Really? No, Am I live here? Oh, I love Nancy Pelosi's nipples. The thought oh. of those nipples get me go- get me going in ways you couldn't imagine. Yeah, it's you and some other people in the chat. Yeah, but no, thank you. Oh, I love Nancy's tits. Those things no. were. Uh, unbelievable. So let's you, end here. Are you a real conservative? If you believe that, I am. But Nancy's fucking cleavage will make me be a turncoat. Oh, I love her nip. Oh, her her nips. That oh, she's so. Whew, she's hot. Dante, you could be running in the dope of the day for thinking that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> her her set of tits get me really worked up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I will never lie to anybody. I'm on top of this world. Um, that that cleavage picture of Nancy Pelosi really gets me horned up. Um, I pledged myself to it multiple times. Robbie, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I'm not gonna lie to you. It could be dope of the day. Then. That's that's not a good move. There's a, lot of there's a couple, six- there's a couple of good deep fakes out there, like where it like completes the image in my brain. And oh, I was getting after myself. I was beating myself like I was a bad boy. Oh, those pictures <laughs> really made it happen. But Rob, let's not get uh caught up here in the semantics. Um, I yeah. need to end with financial Robbie V. So, so let's, let's this is not makes him thirty. But if someone yeah. is in their early twenties. And you know, say they get paid eight hundred bucks a week, and they have one hundred fifty bucks to put away. What would be the best source to put away? Would you say, in either under their bed, stock market, or crypto? Give me rank those three in order. Best best places to put the the money for their long longevity. Stock stock market's number one. Crypto's number, number two. One. And under the bed's number three. Okay. Uh, what do you because say to people when you when your hero Joe Biden has ruined the stock market and kind of crypto the last uh, two years? Isn't right. Well, he ruined it. Unfortunately, the stock market was going to go down no matter what. Because want to get it. Well, but inflation, man. Unfortunately, you know the the biggest thing is Montante is that in in Biden and a lot of people didn't think this through is when they signed the one point nine trillion. No one had a, no one thought of what it was going to do to inflation, and that's a crime. Because everyone yeah. should have known. No, seriously, everyone should have yeah, known. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so many people, like, 
the amount of like whatever it was, the, I think it was the fourteen hundred dollars or two thousand or whatever the fuck it was. You know, yeah, it's great, but you know what it was going to do to supplies, what it was going to do to all that. Everyone, everyone should have thought about that. The other Fed mismanagement of this whole thing is the fact that, you know, like they should have been raising interest rates long before they started. And I don't know why they weren't, because you, you know, we haven't even began to feel the effects of the 0.75% interest rates and whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's going to happen in June and July. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's really sad that, like, we're in this position because there's a lot of fucking smart people there. And they should have seen this coming. Yeah, well, I, think, seen- I think it's because uh, the, this, this, the people in charge right now are America last and they're doing what's worth to, to ruin us. And I think that ever since that they got in, uh, crypto's you know, crashed subsequently. And I think that's uh, you know, on purpose. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of people too who made a lot of money off crypto. They're just getting out before some getting out before the um yeah, long-term no, capital that's, gains all that that's stuff. 30 that's pretty pretty dirty but so you, are you a, you're a crypto guy it seems no i don't have any crypto i no? just i stay i stay out of it i know a guy who did um there's a guy who was who was involved in it in like 2015 i think it was not 2015 he got in on the ground floor when it was like five dollars and he works okay. for um He's with my buddy's company. He's still working, but he's he's a freaking millionaire, like five times. Five times. If I put, a, if I put a gun to your head and I said, "Hey, listen, I want a stock for the next thirty years that is going to not only make me money, yeah, but is not risky to the point where I could lose everything. I have ten million bucks. I'm going to put put it in it. Give it to me. Uh, probably. Uh, uh, Jesus. Well, not Tesla. Jesus Christ. Something that's something that's safe, but has has upside in your mind, and, and you, you really invest in the future. Stumping me here, I'm trying to think. Uh, probably, um, I think the energy, obviously, energy, only because we're not we're never going to get off oil. Trust me. The charge point or CHPT? No, I think. Um, like obviously, like Exxon Mobil, but another one, dude, would be the banks, get, like Bank of America. Bank of America is a good one. J.P. Morgan, because a lot of the banks right now, you know, like BlackRock, those would be BlackRock's a good company. I mean, they're in with the the current administration. They have a whole bunch of land holdings. They're going to be making their income stream is going to be really good. Um, who else? Trying to think of who else. Is there a penny stock out there right now that you might want to throw a couple bucks in and think that it could be the next Tesla? Oh gosh, penny stocks the wild west, Montante. You you be put better off putting that money up your nose. You, you I like know uh, well, like I also do as well. Uh, I like ride. <laughs> I like ride. Ride? The hell? Is it is it is that the name of it? Uh, ride, R I D E. It's like know. one of the knockoff Teslas. Uh, I've I'm never a, heard of that. I'm making it up. Um. Oh, yeah, Lord's Motor Town. R-I-D-E. Lord, yeah, they're, they're 184 right now. I think it was like pretty much a Ponzi scheme to pretend that they're, they're like Tesla and they were yeah. just bullshitting. But I'm a, I'm in on a ride. 184. If it becomes next Tesla and we hit 1000 bucks, get it on a ride. Ride is the official <laughs> stock of Montante's world. R-I-D-E. Yeah, I just I just announced it. R-I-D-E. And, and they're so yeah, crazy. I just, I that they R-I-D-E, Lord Motortown, and uh, I believe we're in Michigan here. 
that is the official stock of Montale's World. If it makes mm -hmm. it, listen, thank, thank me first. But um, other than that, Mr. Robbie V, do you have any uh, parting words? Nah, you know, actually, I probably have one good Sully story that I left off, you know. Oh, let's go. And, the, and maybe a good Sully story. Yeah. So, actually, probably two. So, we were um, we were playing fantasy football. He was doing his draft. And um, I'll never forget this. This kid, first round of fantasy football, this kid drafts your Michael Finley. And you remember when, like, okay. Google Hangouts Google Hangouts for the um, – like had just started, so yeah, it was just like you know all these things, and this kid just kept defending freaking Jermichael Finley the whole time, and Sully and I were just ragging on this kid because they had to do it like wicked early. They had to do the draft early in the morning because I was a I was a guy in a foreign country, or whatever. It was like, dude, Jermichael Finley sucks. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? You're an idiot. He just kept getting more and more hammered, and like, you know, we were just like, whatever, dude. Like, see ya. You know, I guess we'll see you when we play. You know, bye. Yeah. So, of course, you know, <laughs> fucking Jermichael Finley scored, like, four touchdowns that one game. And then I guess he texted Sully. He's like, how's Jermichael, like, working out for you now? And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. The last one was um, <laughs> we were in Chicago. And uh, we so we did a, a cross-country trip. He actually, when he came back from the Gulf, um, we planned this whole thing um, during – What's it called? Uh, just on the when he was in the navy, he was on the ship. We, you know, writing back and forth, and so we ended up in um, Chicago. We had been to Wrigley that day. We also went out to like a huge steak dinner, and we went to um, this is with his dad, and we also went to this place called Andy's Jazz Club. And so it had been a, been a really long evening, really really long day, really long evening. And it was like four in the morning, and uh, we were getting pizza, and. Place is jammed, Montante. Place is just fucking jammed. And I'm sitting there, and I just say, "Hey, can I get two cheese pizzas? And can I get two slices of cheese?" And my friend here wants like two pepperoni. So I'm just like, you know, I give the two pepperoni to Dan. I take the cheese. I walk up. Guy cashier just looks at me and goes, "Dan's kind of has this Mr. Magoo," and he's like, "Well, who's paying for this guy's pizza next to you?" <laughs> and I look at him. I'm like, "I'm about to blur out the words like I am." He goes, well, who's paying for him? And I just look at him like, I'm about to mouth again like I am. He goes, he like pounds the table. And he's like, who the hell is paying for this guy's pizza? This guy blows a stack. Like, and then finally, like, his coworker looks at him. He's like, I think the tall guy is. And I go, yeah, sir, like, I'm paying for the pizza. So then Dan just looks at me and he goes, yeah, he's paying for the pizza. What's the problem? So <laughs> Tab comes out to like 18 bucks or something. So I just, I'm, I mean, I'm pissed at this point because it's like, dude, you're basically calling me like a fucking cheap fuck. Yeah. And you're calling me and you're saying my friend's not going to pay for his pizza. Well, clearly, like, I'm going to pay for it. So I hand over a 20. I'm about to freaking put the $2 bills in my pocket. And Dan goes, Rob V, you should tip the guy after getting berated for fucking 10 minutes. One time what kind of advice is that? What is that? Okay. Well, okay. just, just ruin your life for fucking yeah that's, yeah. that's so, bad advice you can't you can't follow that guy's advice no that so, shows where his heart's at though oh it's it a good guy so um later on about five minutes later i'm out at, uh, out at cvs and i said to him i'm like i go hey you know if you want a drink like that's fine but I'm like, who the heck? I just said to him, I'm like, who the heck's gonna hold my pizza? Because I'm not walking in there with two slices. Like, oh, I can't be doing that. Yeah, exactly. No, just Robbie, I actually got a. I don't know. I'm, I'm, so I'm he goes, he just looks at me and he goes, Robbie, 
goes, I am, you moron. So needless to say, like, you know, I've been berated by the pizza guy and by Big Saul in literally a matter of 10 minutes. So I buy his, like, you know, drinks, whatever. The next day, we go back to the room, we eat the pizza. Next day, he wakes up, and he's like, yeah, sorry about that, buddy. I'm like, don't worry. I just, like, I'm like, don't worry. What a dickhead. The fact that he brings it up and just tells you where he's at. Now, in a bizarre world, if you guys are both two gay gentlemen, could you date no. him? Why? No. Why? 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 I'm not gay. I can't even entertain If that. you were gay, could you could you shove your cock in your buddy? And no. Would, he, would you guys be simpatico when it came to being um, partners? Probably not. That's Why? That's, Why? That's that you even mentioned no, that. no, 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 no. I'm curious because you guys are good friends. Why could no. you guys not? My best friend Charlie, if I was attracted to the men, he was. I could fuck him oh. and probably date him. I just, I've never entertained it. Never will. I think Jay asked me this once on Meeting of the Mind. <laughs> no, he, his brain is not that no. uh, advanced. So no, 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 no. that makes no sense. That makes so. Robbie V, it makes no sense to me. So Doesn't if you guys are both be. attracted to each other, you're not you're not date him. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's just weird. I'm not. Oh. I don't know. It's just, just a weird thing to ask. You know. Ah, it is a weird thing to ask. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. I yeah, it's just. I don't know. Man. I don't know where your head's at. You guys can <laughs> date and just uh, adopt the kids. Probably not. I think one of us probably. I don't know. Right, the last question I ask on this. And I, and I can tell this is making you uncomfortable, so I'm going to ask a lot of these. Um, who would be top? Who would be bottom between you two? I'm not even justifying that. <laughs> no, no, you are. You are, you absolutely are. Who's no, top? Who's absolutely bottom? not. No, Robbie V. I need a top and bottom here. I have no idea, dude. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, <laughs> just do me a favor. I'll only whisper to you. You're top. Just say it. Just say it. It'd be funny. That's all uh, right. Come on. Robbie. I guess Robbie's on the topic. I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, he's emasculating you. Yeah, I don't know. Top? I have no idea. I'd probably be on top. Who knows? The, you're already, you're, the cat's already out of the bag. Is that, how we're gonna, is that how we're going to end this? I hope not. With you getting bottom by fucking... By your <laughs> I mean, I would just hope that wouldn't even make it on. A, some oh, no, it's, it's making it. Oh, it's making it. It's how we're ending this. I mean, I hope not. No, I mean, I had a great time still, but no, you're, no, me too. This, this is ending with you getting bottomed by your, your boy. How do you explain that to him? I don't know. Hey, I just never really think about it. You know? Mike asked me a weird question at the end where it ended up with you on top of me, but it, uh, other than that, it was fun? Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, thank Mike you. Mike gave the top of the day award, you know? That was give it to me. I, just, just, just keep the award. Name the award after me. That's, that's, that's more than... Uh, more than fine, but thank you everybody listening for uh, Montalde's world. Um, we found out Robbie V was I don't know if he's a top or a bottom, but he was definitely um entertaining the thought of having sex with his longtime friend. Uh, even that's that not. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, that wrong. That wrong. all right. Well, he learned a lot of things in the Navy, and uh, none of it was uh heterosexual. But uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, all I had right. a pleasure, I had a good time. Yeah, me too. Uh, we ended with a little uh, weird thing with the, the the sexual tension to him and his friend, but it was it was a good time. So thank you for coming on again. And uh, we will you be at Wilbur? Any Wilbur shows? No, I won't be at Wilbur now. Why not? Actually, um, it's his fortieth. It's always fortieth birthday, so we're going. Okay, we're going out for that. Yeah, he told me he's not going. He said he said like, shit for work or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, no, it was. I think um, he might have shit for work. I don't know. He's not going to either show. I know that. Yeah, yeah, that. I haven't met yeah. him yet. 
Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to be up there on on Thursday. I would like to meet him. I think he's... What was, it? What was I going to say? He just met with a little Australian midget. So oh, ma- manners, yeah. Yeah, he might as well meet up with me. Like, bro, like, what's going on? What's actually <laughs> going on here? If you're going to meet up with manners, definitely, you know? Yeah, no. Work it out, you know? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Make it, make it happen, but... All right, brother. Thank you for coming on again, and I'll post this tomorrow. And uh, it was it was an absolute pleasure. 